Welcome to episode 244 of the AFK Podcast for the week of August 26, 2019. I'm your host, James Flynn, and this is the PC Gaming Podcast from gamers like you. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Curlin. What's up? And Logan. Hey, guys. And joining us in the chat room is Jerry Gamer. What's up, Jerry? Well, guys, in between the uh, Gamescom news this week, I did get a chance to do some gaming. Uh, finished up Wolfenstein The New Order. Uh, started Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which I've been meaning to play. I picked it up on a sale a while back. And I had an issue with No Man's Sky with this last patch. Uh, what happened was the patch came out and I could no longer play the game because it was either crashing and it wouldn't let me bind any keys. And I rooted around in the INI files trying to figure out how to fix this and couldn't figure it out. I was still within the window to return the game. I figured, well, if I can't play it, I'll return it. When they fix it, I'll buy it again, maybe at a cheaper price. So that's what I did. But I ended up buying Elite Dangerous, Elite Dangerous, which I know uh, some of the people in our community, quite a few actually play. And I started playing that and I'm really enjoying that. I think that's going to be my, my game where I just chill and, and watch TV and, you know, when I'm wanting to just relax. I can play No Man's Sky, not No Man's Sky. I can play Elite Dangerous, chill, relax, have the TV on. Curlin, did, you played Elite Dangerous, didn't you? Is that one of the games you have? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Um, for me, it, it was, uh, it's like, um, I, I, I get that they just made a big sandbox and you kind of make your own fun. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I needed a little bit more. Um, well, that's why I couldn't really get into it a whole heck of a lot. Like, say, um, not me, you fooled it. Right. We, we, it, for that little bit more, we do have some news on that coming out of Gamescom this week that we'll, we'll hit a little bit later. It's pretty exciting. Sweet. But uh, what, what have you been playing this week, Curlin? Um, well, I, I played a little bit of Destiny 2 with my homie that moved to Colorado. Um, I've been kind of tooling around in No Man's Sky. And uh, shoot, after that, it's been more or less like testing a couple of titles in Proton, um, doing some cleanup around here, putting stuff on eBay, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, I understand you sold your, your Radeon 7. Yes, I did. Um, it, it went pretty quick, too. Um, I, I, I cleaned it. Well, it, it wasn't really dirty, but I, I pulled it out and dusted it off and took my picture, put it on eBay, listed for a flat 600. And like within 30, 40 minutes, I got a, a message from a dude that was like, uh, how old is it? And uh, did you over overclock or overvote it any? I'm like. Uh, I got it on launch day, and no, nah, it's fast enough. I need to do that. Nice. You know, next thing I know, I hear cha-ching, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, I, I mean, it, it, in a certain way of thinking, I more or less like rented it for five months for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're pretty much sold it because your your count. You're gonna probably pick up Big Navi when it comes out later this year. Oh yeah, I'm definitely banking on Big Navi because, um, like I was saying earlier, well, last week, you know, the 5700 XT is already kicking, kicking all kinds of tail, and in certain titles, it hangs with the seven. So, imagine what a Navi with more compute resources or faster RAM or wider memory bus or whatever can do. Very cool. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the benchmarks for that when you get a hold of it. Uh, yes, sir. 
Now, Logan, have you had a chance? I know you you were traveling this week. Uh, did you get a chance to do any gaming? Yeah, I, uh, I finished up Spider-Man last Thursday night, so I plowed my way through that and uh, and finished it up. I was I was a little bit disappointed with the ending. The uh, For the most part, it was super good, but then they had this one little thing in there that I'm like, oh, you guys, you didn't need to do that, and it felt sort of like janky, but other than that, you know, I liked it. Good times. Now i got to figure out what I'm going to jump on to next, if it's going to be another console game, or if I'm going to jump back onto the PC and uh, dig into something there. We'll see what I end up on tonight. Cool. So a lot of big gaming news this week coming out of um, Gamescom. So we'll start. We'll hit that. Something that really caught my eye. Uh, let me switch to screens here. This really, this really isn't a Gamescom story. This is a separate story out of Ars Technica. And it's titled, Why One PC Developer Turned Down the Security of Epic's Exclusivity Offer. The developers of Dark were approached by the Epic Game Store and offered an exclusivity deal. And the Epic developer, or I'm sorry, the game developer of Dark decided to turn it down because he feels that it's better for his game to be on multiple stores, better for him, better for his uh, fans of the game. And he, he told him no, but told him, you know, I'm still willing to list my game on your store. At which point they turned around and said, no, not, we're not going to put you on the store at this time if you're not interested in ex the exclusivity deal. Some dirty bastard. Right? Yeah, that's, that's super interesting because GOG came out with their own story from, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the game. Uh, that Wrong card deck... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a deck-building game, and they did their own, you know, exclusive release on GOG, and it didn't meet the sales they were expecting. I mean, it comes down to, I, from my perspective, I don't care about exclusivity. Uh, we're already in the, the point where we've got, you know, half a dozen different launches anyway, so what's one more? Just as long as that the developer makes enough money that they can continue to support the game, I'm cool with whatever. But, you know, from that perspective, they need to figure out how bad their sales are going to be hammered from a reduction in uh, market share, right? So if they're only on Epic, then they're not going to have the numbers that uh, the eyes on it that Steam's going to give them. But on the other flip side, they're not going to have it being buried on Steam uh, like they would with, you know, the hundreds of releases uh, that Steam gets probably monthly. So they got to balance that shit out. Yeah, I, I th I've said before, I'll say it again, I don't like the way Epic is going about exclusives which is why I'm refusing to use the Epic Game Store. I don't like the fact that they're buying them. That's anti-competitive. Anti it's borderline collusion. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to support it. But we've talked yeah. enough about that in the past. Uh, but you yeah, mentioned uh, CD Projekt Red. I'm sorry, Colonel, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I'm not with that either. So, I mean, it, uh, and, like, these developers should take note that it's not just us that don't like this stuff. You know, um, there are a lot of people that just refuse to buy anything from EGS because of this. You know what I'm saying? So if that means we have to wait, then we'll wait. I mean, take Borderlands 3, for example. Uh, at this point, I'm, I'm going to get it on Steam, and I may just even wait for it to go on sale. So not only are you not getting your upfront uh, numbers, but you probably will make less than what you would if you had just sold it on Steam to begin with. So. Yeah, I, might not be, I might not be picking up Borderlands 3 at all, given all the oh. news about Randy Dickford, or yeah. Pitchford, whatever his name. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. I have to look at it. 
Um, what? You had mentioned CD Projekt Red and, and Thronebreaker and uh, this from Blues News this week. Speaking with CD Projekt Red's Mark, I'm not going to try to, no, it's not even Mark, it's Marcin Trezziek at Gamescom. PC Games N learned that the company is not pursuing ex- exclusive deals with Epic Store at this time. GOG.com is actually owned by CD Projekt Red. So that would be more logical store for Cyberpunk 2077 exclusive. But word is their experience with a brief GOG.com exclusivity for Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, has them thinking this type of deal doesn't work for them anymore. So the, that's CD Projekt Red coming out against exclusives. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The, the Steam store is huge in terms of user base numbers. GOG is not so much, and GOG is operating. I mean, I think we had that discussion a while back as well. Yeah. They're operating on razor thin margins as it is. So, CD Projekt needs some cash. And Bandai Namco came out this week and pretty much said the same thing that they're not down with exclusives, uh, not down with the Epic Game Store exclusives anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, good for us, though. Like, yeah. We have our choice yeah. now, so good on you. Hope they make their money and get paid. Yeah. We're kind of beating a dead horse, I feel like, with the exclusives talk, but, I mean, it's always in the news now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's always, always... I think it's it's really the Epic Store that's driving the whole... Excli- the whole exclusive... <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say, isn't uh, it? <laughs> exclusivity uh, talk, just because of the way they go about it. It's like you said, they're buying up developers... Uh, but I did read one good story about they were ha- how they were handling something. I can't remember who it was with, but they went, uh, they signed an exclusivity deal, and then they got a lot of backlash from their community, and Epic stepped in to try to help them manage and mitigate their PR and everything like that as well. So it's not like they threw a bag of money at them and then just left them to hang. They helped them out as well on how to navigate uh, sort of the backlash they were experiencing. I mean, sure, it sort of, you know, uh, helps them out as well, uh, to look good, but you know, I, I sort of like that. It's the feel-good story to say, "Hey, sorry, you're getting all this backslash. Here, let me step in and help you guys out." Okay, now to Gamescom news. Elite Dangerous is getting a full tutorial in enormous fleet carriers this year. The tutorial is already in the game because it's. I started playing it this week. I, I got a chance to get in there for a couple hours, uh, but I'm excited to hear. And this is from PC Gamer. I'm excited, excited to hear about the fleet carriers. That's, I heard about the fleet carrier. Yeah. I, I knew that, but I didn't hear much else about the mining and other stuff. Involved. I got into to Elite Dangerous like a year ago. Actually, it was a year and a half ago because that was when I um, got the, uh, the VR system for the first time. And that game is gorgeous in VR. Yeah, I wish I could do VR. I get sick too easily. Mercenary. That was the other one. Uh, so that's, pre- that's pretty interesting. That gives you a lot more things to do. Now, I'm assuming you just get this this fleet carrier, or I wonder if you have to buy it. How does the economy work in that game, Kerlin? Oh, no. What was that again? You know, oh, I've no. not heard how you get any of this stuff, really. Is it... Elite Dangerous. Is it a, yeah, is it a DLC, oh. or is it free? It's a DLC. Well, more than likely what's going to happen is if you have money already that you've earned from doing whatever, then you can just go to the store and and... and or go to one of the stations that sell those and buy it. Um, if not, then maybe there there may be like a quest loop since you said they were trying to add some of that type of stuff in there. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's really tough to say. So I guess we we will we will see. 
Um, this from PC Gamer, Metro 2033 film was announced. That will premiere in 2022. Uh, Russian company Gazprom Media has announced a film adaption of Metro 2033. Dmitry Glukovsky's sci-fi novel that spanned the Metro franchise, which includes a handful of excellent PC shooters. Filming set to begin next year. The movie will premiere in Russia in 2022, according to Variety magazine. Gazprom Media is yet to announce a cast or director. I loved both Metro 2033 and um, its follow-up, not Exodus. Was it Exodus? What was the second one? Uh, Last Light? Last Light, yeah. Uh, Loved both those games. They're in my top five. Uh, The replayability. I I love the the whole environment and... uh, just that the whole world that they created and i've also read the the book and the, the games not really like the book but still uh very very good make very good games highly recommend them so looking forward to the film i'm wondering if the film's going to be closer to the games or it's going to be closer to the book the source material who's directing it Uwe bowl they haven't announced it yet yeah uh, let's I'm see there's so curious to, to know if it's going to be in english or well, I would imagine English, at least English and Russian. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. Otherwise, we'll be reading subtitles. I know, I know one word, actually two words in Russian. That's it. Yeah. No, well, three then. No, <laughs> Kogzilla, which means how you doing, and uh, Yalovas, which means I love you. Ah. I get bored when I'm driving around all day, so I, I pop in. Um, I'll, I'll do like a language podcast if I get really bored just to keep myself awake. <laughs> Let's see. GameStop confirms over 120 layoffs, and a lot of these layoffs were at Game Informer magazine. This really doesn't That's... come as, to any, as any su- surprise to me. I mean, everything's going to digital download. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really surprise me either. Uh, I'm surprised that they laid off people at the magazine, though. That was, it, it makes you wonder what the rationale behind. From what I understand, they were not doing very well anyway. They were kind of going downhill over there. I can't remember the last time I read a Game Informer article. Yeah, I forgot they existed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really um, frequent the website or read the magazine, but I do listen to the podcast sometimes. GameStop posted nearly, and this is from IGN. GameStop posted nearly half a billion dollars worth of losses last year. Ugh. Efforts to sell the company have also resulted in failure, and the company has since given up on looking for a buyer. So I do feel bad for all the employees that are affected by this. It's yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. It, it, it also uh, it, it makes you wonder like, if they had treated us as customers better if they would have fared better in the long run versus like all of the the, the low balling and gouging and stuff like that that yeah. I'm just has going on over I'm trying to imagine how GameStop it, how could GameStop exist right now and be profitable and I I just can't come up with any I've I've gone to a GameStop maybe twice in recent years and maybe twice in the last 10 years and I'm trying to think what is it that would make me want to go even go to a GameStop 
You know what I mean? Like, could they sell discount codes for games? I mean, how would they, how would that business model even work with a physical store like that? Is it more about the merchandise now than the actual game? Like the action figures, the, uh, you know, all that junk that they're selling now on the side. I see even Fortnite has got action figures and all this bull crap coming out. Yeah, I think that would get people in the stores if you diversified it and turned it into, you know, not just games, but the game paraphernalia, the, the like you said, the action figures, maybe even comics, and um, just, you know, put as much ancillary stuff in there, maybe even peripherals. You know, you're selling controllers, you're selling um, keyboards and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah they, they, they have that to a, to a small degree, but it's still more so about the consoles. I'm pretty sure that that pooping on us uh, PC gamers all these years didn't help matters because, like you said, they could have easily had opened up, say, a Corsair store, a Razor store, and, and sold all of that stuff. Yeah. And it would have been one more place for us to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, instead of just going to Best Buy and, and the handful of things that they may carry at a Target, you know? Yeah, maybe even attach a land center. To, to the GameStop where you can go and it, it could be a place to hang out, you know, because we have land centers uh, in Chicago where it's, you know, I think it's like three bucks an hour or $10 for five hours or whatever. It's not, it's not expensive. You can go there. They've got computers set up. They've got consoles set up and you can hang out with and socialize with other gamers and, and play games. If they did something like that, I think that would draw people into the store. They'd be able to sell more of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds like they did uh, what a lot of companies tend to do is just kind of be like, hey, we'll rake it in the big bucks. We're not going to do anything. Just kind of let it roll until it Yeah. Okay, Gamescom. So I've got a list here up on the screen of some of the games that were announced at Gamescom. I figured we'd go through them and... Uh, you know, decide whether or not we're excited about them. The first one up here is actually the game that I'm excited for, which is Gears 5. Uh, Microsoft chose to focus on Gears 5 multiplayer modes and multiplayer modes and just multiplayer. It was a bit of a weird choice, but Gamescom finally gave us a Nine Inch Nails backed look at the campaign, our first in a while. So it, it will still have a campaign, which is great because I'm not down with the multiplayer. Yeah, if they didn't, they would have sold themselves short because I know um, more people play the campaign than they do the, the multiplayer. Yeah, and this is from which PC ones, World. Which ones have you guys played already? I've only played number one, maybe number two as well, but definitely not three or four. Um, I've played them all, all the way through except for three and well, until now, they've been all Xbox Xbox exclusives, correct? Yeah. Uh, four is on PC. Four is now, right? Um, it, it it was um, even at launch, but you had to get it off the Windows Store. The Windows Store, right? Um, they, they, yeah, they, they'll probably change that up since they were talking about publishing other places, too. But, um, oh, it should be a part of the Xbox Game Pass thing, too. Right. Which I still need to pick up. I haven't played any of, any of them, but like Halo, it's a game that I've wanted to play, but I've been waiting for it to come to my platform. Yeah, where it is they're going to do that? 
actually, right? Yeah. Yeah, Halo is coming to Steam. That's what's up. And that's the Master's Chief collection? Yep. Nice. And Reach. Cool. Um, there's a this helicopter game that they announced at Gamescom. Comanche from THQ and Nordic. I guess this is a resurrection of an older game. It didn't really interest me. I'm not much of a flight guy. Yeah, I think that's a throwback to to one of the older, um, uh, like almost er, either early 3D or DOS mode type of uh, half flight sim combat simulator. Yeah. Yeah, same here. It's gonna be a hard pass for me. Um, you know, space flight, absolutely. Any other kind, of, any other kind of flight, probably not. Need for Speed. Carolyn, you play the Need for Speed games, don't you? Yeah, for the most part. Um, they've been getting a little goofy lately. Um, I, I, I guess with the, uh, the the advent of them using um, Frostbite, like the, the, the first one or two that they did on Frostbite had like frame, frame rate caps, and it started getting a little better, but the controls were still a little mushy. You know, just another. So I don't know. I, I may I may try it out on the uh, on the Origin uh, Game Pass thingy, whatever they call it. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know if I actually buy it. Yeah, 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 Origin Premiere. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. They've gotten away from sort of what made it a really awesome game over the years. Like the cop chases were the best in that, and so if they can sort of resurrect that and do a multiplayer where you can choose to be. You know, no, actually, maybe even be the cops in the chase. That would be kind of cool if they do it. But I haven't heard anything about that yet. Though. Yeah, they did that in the Hot Pursuit, but that was maybe five, six years ago. Yeah, that's the one that was really good from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty good. We had fun with that. Yeah, hopefully they can do it right this time. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I got that one for free when they uh, botched SimCity. And I never, uh, never played it. I have to give it a try. Kerbal Space Program Two. Did, have any of you guys played the first Kerbal game? I didn't. I know it's, it's one of those games that I really should play. I hear it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, I've heard you know good stuff from it on um, uh, gamers with jobs, but the, the the one guy that that rants and raves about it. Like he rants to raise about everything, and every game is like the greatest thing ever. So I'm like, yeah. I want whatever yeah, he's I, taking. I tried it like five, six years ago at PAX, and I couldn't get into it because there was really, it was just, I, I need a little bit more guidance, a little bit more tutoring uh, than what they had in there. It's really, you know, find your own way, build your own rocket. So. Yeah, we'll see what number two is like. See if it's any better. A little bit more guidance, more tutorials. Many Kerbals died to bring you this game. <laughs> yes, many, many Kerbals died. <laughs> uh, Jerry said he's looking forward to Final Fantasy VIII Remaster and Grandia HD Remaster. Never heard of Grandia. Uh, I think that's uh, another JRPG from like the PlayStation era, if I'm on that. Ah. Uh, the next game on the list here is Little Nightmares. Uh, looks like an indie game, if I'm not mistaken. From Taz Taser Studios? Hold on here. 
Little Nightmares is probably little, one of my favorites, Limbo Clones. It's a puzzle light, run to the light, right mechanics in surreal world that, yeah, it looks pretty, uh, it actually looks pretty interesting. I like the animation. Yeah, I've not, not seen the trailer, not seen any of it yet, so I got to hold my tongue until I see what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, right. Predator Hunting Grounds. You mean they're actually making a Predator game? Yeah, Predator Hunting Grounds, and it's got the PlayStation logo on it. So I don't know if it's going to be just a PlayStation game. What? Um, speaking of PlayStation, didn't wasn't there like some talk about Sony probably like going multi-platform with some of their some of their titles too? Yeah, uh, Death Stranding originally was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive and it's not any longer. Oh, very, very smart. And I keep, I keep, that's a game that I keep hearing about, but I, and I know that, um, the guy from the walking dead, isn't it? And I, I can't remember his name. Played Norman Darryl. Reedus. Norman. Yeah. Reedus. He's uh, the main character in it. And it's one of those games that, I hear a lot about, but I haven't taken the time to really look into it to see what it's about. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it looks like it's got the classic Kojima weirdness. Yeah. But the story, the story is going to be probably what draws me in. So I'm kind of looking forward. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne. Either of you guys uh, play Monster Hunter World? No, uh, I thought about picking it up, and then I knew it was going to be a time sink, so I was like, ah, I'll wait and get it for cheap, because time. Yeah. So I, I take it this new announcement is like an expansion? That's what it looks like. Yeah, I'm the same as Curlin. I never picked it up yet. I've heard good things, but I just, <laughs> it's just too many games, not enough time. Says Monster Hunter World technically has an expansion out next month. The Chili Iceborne, though you wouldn't know it if you're a PC player. I don't know what that means. Capcom's still seeking to the staggered release cycle, so it won't land on PC until closer to the end of the year. Okay. All right, I'm just going to go through these a little quicker now. The Cycle, either of you guys heard about that one? Humankind, Everspace 2, FIFA 20. Disintegration. Yeah, Everspace 2. Did you play one? Um, I picked it up for like really, really cheap. Uh, either that or I, I got it on like the, the um, Xbox Game Pass and I've been meaning to, to start it up and look at it. It looks pretty interesting, but I haven't had a chance to put any time into it. Yeah, I got the same with me. I got the ch copy cheap on GOG like years ago been sitting there collecting dust ever since yeah the, the, i guess the, the good thing is that they made enough money to make another one so yes i, I can i yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of elite dangerous watching the video here but maybe more of a story yeah we shall see fifa 20 disintegration this is a game i keep hearing about i don't really know much about so Disintegration is a new shooter from Marcus Leto, one of the creators of Halo, and it looks like it. Uh, yeah, it kind of looks like Destiny, to be honest. 
the next game on the list here was GYLT, which is a looking like a Stadia release. So we'll be playing that. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Uh, is this supposed to be an expansion? Yes, it is. I'll be, I'll be picking. Nice. Yeah, it, 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 with this expansion, they're moving away from the, the Blizzard launcher all, and all the way to, to Steam. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and you're supposed to be able to transfer your account to Steam too very soon. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think the, the way that they're, they're setting it up is that you'll be, you have to link it through the website, which is what I think I have done already, like the Bungie website. Mm-hmm. But like people coming from PlayStation will also be able to go to, say, Xbox or PC. Like you're, you have one set of saves for all platforms. Nice. And I, I, I don't think it was like that before. So that's, that's pretty cool. All right, a couple PlayStation games here. Uh, Erica, an interactive thriller. It reminds me of the old, uh, what is it, the games with the with the video, what do they call those? Full motion video? Yeah. FMV games. Port, Ro- Port Royale 4. Unfortunately, I don't have anything. Iron Harvest. And here's a Death Stranding trailer. Which kind of looks like an open world type deal. Um, on that, uh, that Erica, I saw the thumbnail and I was like, "Wait, is that a movie?" Or, damn, that looks pretty. That, that thumbnail looks pretty good. So yeah, it's I an check FMV. It out. I, I, yeah, it was kind of. It kind of reminded me of a, like her story. Yeah, so less of a game and more of an interactive movie or type thing. Okay, also at Gamescom, we got some more footage from the Marvel Avengers game and I, I have to say when they first showed this I wasn't very excited about it but after watching this actual gameplay footage it looks like it's shaping up to be a pretty okay, good game please. like a brawler type and it's pretty interesting Uh-oh. because you'll start as one character and then they seamlessly switch you as game as the game goes on they seamlessly will switch you to a different Avenger it's pretty interesting oh okay yeah that does sound kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I was not a fan when I first saw the artwork and the style they had selected, but the more I see, I'm a little bit more interested. I'm still not overly keen, but you know, I want to see some real gameplay once it becomes released, and then I'll decide. Right, but it's uh, it, and I had the same problem with it was the uh, the way they made the characters look was just, and, and Black Widow still looks like a tranny. Yeah, it's. And they don't need to make it look like the movies. Uh, you know, there's plenty of other source material that they can draw from, but I just think it looked bad. The faces, the characters looked bad. But some of the action sequences they showed uh, recently that I liked, like the Hulk one, I really liked what they were doing there. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on this one. Okay, and in other news this week, Spider-Man is out of the MCU. How the hell did this happen? Yeah, well... So the short and the long, Sony and Disney can't play nice because one company wants to make all the money. Sony owns Spider-Man, so Sony just said, sorry, no Spider-Man for you, and that is it. Now, Sony can go off and still make another Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, right? Uh, Not necessarily Tom Holland. I don't know what the details are about exactly Tom Holland, but as far as the character, Sony has all the power to use Spider-Man as they see fit, however they want to do it. 
Now that, keep in mind though, Sony was also responsible for both Garfield and, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the first guy's name. The emo Spider-Man, what's his name? Oh, uh, the, the, the Venom. No, not uh, Venom, but yeah, the same Spider-Man. Toby something. Oh. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire Spider-Man, yeah. 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 No, Sony does not have a good track record with superhero movies. They did Spider-Verse though, Into the Spider-Verse. That's true. But Fantastic so, I mean, Four... Yeah, that's right. So they did a good animated one, but not so much with the other. The thing that just pisses me off the most is that, you know, you you saw the wave of outcry afterwards about, you know, save Spider-Man and come on, Sony, or come on, Disney, blah, 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 whatever. But it's just all money grab. They're just going to do what they want to try to make the most money for the company instead of they're not realizing that what makes the most money is, you know, fan service. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, because w- w- what I would have done is I would have been like, hey, Disney, y'all want to play? Let's do a cross-license and, um, and uh, you get Spider-Man and we get access to some some other characters and then we'll roll from there. But I would not be surprised if Disney was like, no, you give us Spider-Man or go to hell. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure both sides played hardball. And the, the way the deals are set up are just insane. Like, they're just so complicated because it's not just the character. It's both the character, the universe, the merchandise, all of its different layers and different people own different parts of it. Um, and even the way they just had it structured last time, I can't, I don't understand the nuances. Something about uh, Disney got, you know, 5% of the first weekend gross and then Sony got all the rest of it or something like that. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, um, Endgame, a $1 billion movie. So I'm pretty sure there's enough money to go around for everyone if they just play nice. Why doesn't Disney just buy the rights from Sony? I mean, they, they've got enough money, right? I mean, maybe Sony's not interested in selling it. Yeah, I'm uh, sure they're not. To... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm willing to bet that that's it, especially after the success they had with the Spider-Verse and that Spider-Man game. So, Yeah, I'd agree. One of the, be- one of the best, probably top five Spider-Man games out there. Into the Spider-Verse were largely regarded as one of the very best Spider-Man features. Um, and But uh, I saw a good meme about it the other day was, you know, uh, a dude asking Sony, how much for Spider-Man? And Sony saying, well, not not enough. You don't have enough money. And then they're like, how much for the company then? Yeah, right. They could buy so Sony. Could, yeah. Disney just acquires Sony. All right. And then again, like I say that in jest, but I'm sure there is a way that they could acquire like the motion picture division of Sony rather than, and I'm not talking like the whole company, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. They could. Uh, They could get a controlling, they could do like a hostile takeover and just start buying shares until they have a, you know, control of the board. Totally. But I mean, just, you know, it it, it sucks as a fan because you look back to Civil War, you look back to uh, Infinity, you look back to Endgame, and you really appreciated Spider-Man's involvement in that. You take any one of those characters out, and it really does, you know, diminish the, what what they've delivered to the fans, right? Um, You know, uh, Spider-Man's one line, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. You know, that was so awesome, so well done. Um, and then, you know, playing on that, the impact that that had on Tony as a character, building upon that, his return, except all of this stuff, like, you know, and now you take that away and say, okay, now what are you going to, so, I mean, like what, 
And uh, I like what Curlin said too about doing some sort of cross licensing. Like, yeah, like do some crossovers now. You you've established every character as a base, so you know have some crossovers. Have Spider-Man try to grow a bit more into that I want to be an Avenger type role. You know, see what happens from there. They, they can't do that though, just on his own. So I think the absolute worst thing they could do right now is reboot the character again. <laughs> yeah. How about this? What could they do this and say? Uh... They they make another movie and they've got Tom Holland, Holland dressed as in a costume that kind of sort of looks like Spider Man but doesn't really look like Spider Man and every every time somebody goes to refer to him that he says no I don't go by that name anymore <laughs> it's, it's Spider <laughs> Monkey now start yeah start calling him Spider Wick or or um I don't know think of a, a name other than I Spider think, like I'm now praying want- Mantis or something like that. Yeah, I wonder if the best thing they could do right now is literally introduce him into the Venom movie and then do the a, a real Venom arc the way it was supposed to be done, you know, without having the emo crap and everything, but having, like, at least a two-movie-long uh, arc on, on, on Venom, on Carnage, and then Spider-Man, et cetera, et cetera, bringing that whole arc into it. It'd be cool to do that and then tie in the Fantastic Four as well because they have a role to play in the whole Venom arc as well through the comic book. Now, that would be cool. Yeah, but every Sony superhero movie I've seen, except for, you know, these recent Spider-Man movies, just hasn't been good. I don't have a lot of faith in Sony motion pictures. And they're a Japanese company. And like Nintendo, they tend to be kind of stubborn about things. I guess The Matrix 4 is officially happening with Keanu Reeves and uh, Carrie Moss. And this is from IGN. They're actually going to do another. Yeah, they're doing a Matrix oh. 4. I don't know how that's going to play out. Maybe Neo is uh, a um, still around, but he's in the machine. You know what I mean? Like transcended into the machine, but still exists. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't like the way the third one ended, so I'm looking forward to to seeing how this one <laughs> plays out. I'm not sure there were many people that just liked the third one in general. <laughs> I, I saw some good jokes in that. Oh, yeah, they're making a, a, a new... Uh, um, <laughs> the Matrix 3 is coming out now. Great. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> but, yeah, so the big question is, is, is Morpheus going to be in this? And I haven't heard a definitive yes or no. I've just heard that there's been... that he hasn't been seen or heard of yet. So I wonder what... You know, like you said, what arc are they going to take? Um, where are they at in the war? Uh, where are they at in the Matrix? You know, right. um, given the premise of the whole thing about everything being cyclical, okay, well, that's a cool cool story, bro. Now what? So what about the entire war that's raging on? I'm guessing that maybe uh, yeah, Neo's in there and from the inside tries to break the cycle. Yeah, tries to take over the Matrix, make it his own. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing that kind of makes sense at this point. I gotta say though, Keanu Reeves, like he's been fire lately. The three John Wick movies have been insane, know, so I'm awesome. pretty hyped to see him again. Yeah, I want to see what he's gonna bring to this, and I want to see what arc they're gonna use. Who do you know? Who's do we know who's writing this at least? Uh, let me take a look. Lana, uh, we could be more excited about entering. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't think it was the brothers again. It's not. It's um, Lana Wachowski. 
no idea yeah. <laughs> no idea who that is or what they've it's, done she's writing and directing the film so okay I don't know what else she's done well it could make or break her career now with one one go yeah <laughs> I'll give yeah, it a chance though oh sure I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing it also IGN this is from IGN Netflix has ordered a He-Man anime series Master of the Universe um, and this is uh, going to be a Kevin Smith series, or a series done by Kevin Smith. So I'm looking forward to that. I kind of grew up on He-Man cartoons and had Castle Grayskull and some of the action figures. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like, I remember the, the 80s cartoons, and those were all great. But I have to say that a lot of the stuff that they've redone with a lot of those old cartoons, they've really sucked and what I, when I say that I'm really thinking about uh, Transformers oh, like yeah. Gen 1 Transformers that was the bomb that was awesome Transformers now sucks it just blows it both sucks and blows <laughs> so I'm excited that you know Kevin Smith is doing this because I, I appreciate the, the angle that he's got on a lot of things I don't like everything he's done but I still you know I have uh, a certain appreciation of his style so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens you know you know, I look at what happened with She-Ra now, and I'm like, looking at that, I'm like, no, that's, that's, yeah, I'm good. Pass on that. So, but we'll see what the He-Man stuff, we'll see how it goes. Give me 12, a Dolph Lundgren live action movie again. <laughs> yeah, that was, I liked that movie. <laughs> I think I own that movie. Nice. Um, that's pretty much all we got for this week. We would love to hear from our uh, listeners if you'd like to email us. It's mail at theafkpodcast.net. Uh, you can find the AFK Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. You can also find us at theafkpodcast.net. There you'll find links to our Steam groups and more. Uh, music is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. Our intro music is called Skate by Kamaku, and the outro music is Battle of Pogs by Kamaku. And that's all we've got. We will see you in a week. Thanks for being here, Jerry. Deuces. Peace.